Welcome to the Every Nation Taipei podcast. We're here to help you know God, discover your purpose, grow in your relationships, and make a difference in Taipei, Taiwan, and beyond. We hope this message encourages you today. Hey, good morning, everyone. So it's um, great. Um, it's a privilege to be here and to share the word um, to all of you. And thank you for um, thank you to Pastor Bruce for giving me this privilege and this opportunity. But before I jump into the word, I would like to show you a picture. So I want to show you this picture. So can you see or notice some similarities, or can you recognize that boy? So can you see the the shoes? So I'm wearing white shoes too. Yeah, that's my picture when I was 10 years old. So that is my picture when my when I first arrived here in Taiwan. And when I arrived, I remember my mom bringing me to um Shaoren Ko. it's a it's the um world a window of to the world theme park. And then I also remember my my mom bringing me to the train station around the train station, and she will bring me to um, to eat the uh, chicken fried chicken pops with basil. And then because I love food, that's why most of my examples are food. And I also remember eating the um, rice wrap with fried chicken skin. So I don't know for our Taiwanese friends from TKK. So I'm not advertising TKK, but yeah. So rice with fried chicken, um, fried chicken skin. So I know that's not healthy, but it's delicious. Yeah. So and then that is also the time that I heard people here um, speaking using um, Taiwanese and Mandarin alternately. So, because I'm familiar with um, Minanyi, the the Taiwanese, because some sometimes in the in the Philippines that's the that's the language that most of the Filipino Chinese use. So, I will hear them and listen to them, and then I will be able to understand part, and then I will be able I will not be able to fully understand everything because they they um, interchange those things. Now, most of us here are expats, right? And some of us here are living here for two, um, two years, five years. And yesterday I was talking to James, who was just living here in Taiwan for almost 30 plus years. So how about you? Do you still remember the time you left your country? Do you still remember the first time you arrived here in Taiwan? Yeah. So what are some of the, um, some of the challenges or what are your first impression with um, with Taiwan or of Taiwan? What's your first impression of Taiwan? What are some of the challenges you experienced? Did you experience some language barriers? You, have you also experienced trying to point food um, or looking at the the food from the other table and just telling the the waiter, "Tseka, tseka." I said, "Neka, neka." Have you also experienced that? Right, because as expats, we all experience that. Right, that. We don't know how to read, but we want to order food, so we will just try to point it. And then, have you also experienced difficulty in terms of looking for an apartment or getting lost in Taipei Main Station? Right, that's one of the places that I really dread to to go. 
because I don't want to get lost. So usually I just go up and just walk around, even if it's long, if it is, if, even if it's far. Uh, today, the reason why I'm sharing that, because today we are going to look into the life of a man who actually lived like an expat. So he left his home, but the difference is that he doesn't know where he is going to. Today we are we will be talking about Abraham or Abraham and we, have, we will look into Genesis chapter 12 verses 1 to 4. So but before that I would like to invite everyone to stand as we read God's word. It says here can we just read everyone can we uh, read together the Lord said to Abraham go from your country your people and your father's family Go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you. I will put a curse on anyone who put a curse on you. All nations on earth will be blessed because of you. So Abraham went just as the Lord had told him. Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he left Haran. Let's just pray. Lord, just want to thank you, God, for this day. Thank you, Lord, that you are the God who wants to communicate to your people. God, that you always want to speak to us. So, Lord, may you open our minds, God, our ears, and our hearts, God, to receive from you. Um, I humbly ask, God, may you use me as your mouthpiece, God, to speak to each one of us. In Jesus' name, pray. Amen. Amen. You may now take your seats. Okay. So Abraham's call actually started in Ur. Oh. So it started in Ur. Ur is act it's a place. It's a um it's a place in Babylon dedicated or devoted to a um Babylonian god. Now, how many of you remember the story about the Tower of Babel? So they were the people who live in Ur, and then that city is actually um, dedicated or devoted to the that God, and that the people who are living there are Babylonians, and Genesis chapter eleven gives us um, a picture or a glimpse of what kind of people they were. So first, they were um, the Babylonians were people who actually doubt God because it says here when they said to one another, "Come, let us make a." bricks and and burned them thoroughly and they had bricks stoned and pitumen or mortar these are these materials that they use were actually um waterproof because they don't believe that god will not wipe out the mankind again using water as as he promised in the time of noah do you still remember the promise of god to noah that he will not wipe out again um the, the mankind um, using uh, using water so and then they were so they doubt God they, they were disobedient because instead of following God or obeying God to go forth and multiply uh, as he commanded Adam and Eve and Noah they just stayed together and gathered together just to build the tower instead of going forth going out so and then they were also and they were also prideful and arrogant because instead of glorifying God, 
they want to make a name for themselves. And then uh, they were idol worshippers because in Joshua chapter 24, verse 1 to 2, it's, this is what it's, it's written then. Joshua said to all the people, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, long ago, long ago your fathers lived beyond the Euphrates, Terah and the father, the father of Abraham, and of Nahor, they were ser they served other gods. So these are the people, this this um the kind of people the Babylonians were. And this is also the same, the same tribe or the same people where Abraham came from. So again, they were prideful, arrogant, rebellious, disobedient, doubtful, and uh, idol worshippers. And that is the kind of people Abraham came from. And Abraham is also one of them. And they also, he also lived like them. So prior to, the, um, prior to the conversion of Abraham, he was also an idol worshipper and a pagan and arrogant man. But despite that, God called Abraham. Um, by God's grace and by God's sovereignty, God called them. Because, because it, it tells us or it shows us the kind of heart that God has for each one of us. It shows us that wherever we are in our walk with God, there's always a voice telling us this is the way to walk in it whether you are on the mountain tops or valleys below even if you're already um if you even if you've been a christian for a long time already or you just started this journey or you you feel like you are in the wilderness there are a lot of things going on in your life there's always a voice telling you or telling us that this is the way walk in it because God is a God who wants to communicate to each one of us. Yeah. It's so great that we have a God who wants to talk to each one of us. But the question is that, are we listening? Okay. Now, now God called Abraham, and when God called Abraham, this is what he said. The Lord had said to Abraham, go from your go from your country. And the place where Abraham came from, it is a capital city. It is one of the biggest or the largest cities, one of the greatest city in the ancient world. It is located in the fertile crescent. So it's a place where agriculture um, flourish and it's also located in Euphrates. That's why this place is also a maritime city. It is the port of Babylon before. And it is a center of economics. It is also a center of political power. So in short, this place, it can be considered to be the place to be. So it's, a, it's for Abraham. It's a home. It's a home. It's a comfort zone. It's a place of security. It's a green pasture for Abraham. And... When, Ab when God called Abraham, he was already 75 years old. He was not yet considered as old based on the standards back then. He was just considered to be a middle-aged man. But it, 75 years is already enough for him to be deeply rooted in that place. Uh, enough for him to already feel 
the pain of being uprooted from that place. Just imagine 75 years. But why did Abraham choose to obey? Why did he choose to obey? Is it because God forced him to do so? Is it because he doesn't have a choice? I don't think so, right? God will always give us a free choice, right? But why did Abraham obey? It's because Abraham, Abraham trusted that God has something greater for him. How about us? Do we still believe or do we believe that God has something greater for us? That's the question that we also want, we can think about. Do we believe that God has something greater for us? Most of the times when God calls us and when God wants to do something in us or through us, oftentimes we wrestle with him as if we are, we will be able to win if we wrestle with God. Right? We oftentimes we doubt God and hold on to our to our desires, to our plans, and to our ways. But for Abraham, Abraham trusted God. And because he trusted God, he saw the great things that God wants to give him. And what are some of those things? And number one is that God wants to, he saw that God wants to give him blessing says here, I will bless you. I will make you into a great nation. So God wants to give him power. It says here, I will make you, I will make your name great. Means that God wants to give him prominence. And sometimes the problem with us Christians is, is that we shy away from asking God power. We shy away from becoming someone that is great, uh, prominent. But why? If the world would ask for power, if the world would want prominence, why not ask Christians? Because the problem is not having that power or being prominent. The problem is how in the way we use that power and how we handle that prominence. Right? If, God, if we would be able to have the power, the authority, the influence, and we would be prominent, we would be uh, well-known to different parts of the world. And then use that for God's glory and for God's honor. Then it will be a good tool, right? And then God also wants to give him provision. I will bless you. And then he also said that I will, I will bless those who bless you and, and him who dishonors you, I will curse. So when God calls us, God's call to each one of us is always a blessing. When God calls us into or out from or out of something, it's always for the good. But take note, it is God. This It's supposed to be, it should be God's call and not other people's call. When God, when God calls us, it's always a blessing. When God calls us into or out of something, it is always for the good of his people. The verse that, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. 
God's call is always a blessing. And then the second is the the second thing that that God wants to give um, Abraham is that the opportunity. God wants to bless him with opportunity to be not just to receive a blessing but also to be a blessing to other people and because God because Abraham trusted God he saw that God wants to bless him he saw that God wants to use him um, or give him the opportunity to be a blessing that's why he responded because he believed that God is giving him to bless um, giving him the opportunity to bless others he understood that the blessing that the blessing he would receive is not just for himself. It's not just for himself, but it is also for, for other people. It is not just for the here and now, but it's also for the next generations to come. And the third thing that um, Abraham saw that God wants to give him because he trusted him is the privilege of knowing um, God. Yeah. In these four verses, five times it was mentioned, I will. The phrase, I will, was mentioned. And if you, if you will look at this passage, you will see a pattern. The pattern is that go, and then God said, I will. The pattern is that go, God is calling us to go, and do, and go, and then I will. That is what God is telling us. Because every time God wants us to do something, He wants to get involved. He wants to get involved. Not because, um, not just for the sake of getting involved, but because He wants to have a relationship with us. Because the call of God is not just a call to be blessed. The call of God is not just to be a blessing to others, but the call of God is actually a call for relationship. The God's call for Abraham is a call for a relationship. That's why the greatest commandment is not just to, to go or do. And that's why the greatest commandment is that to love God and love people. It's about relationship. Now, having said all of these things, the question is this. What is it for us? What is, it, what, what, what is it for us with all of these things? How can we apply all of these things to our lives? And, and the first is this, that each one of us, that, that um, God has a call for each one of us. Individually, God has a call for us. As a church, God has a call for us. And God is always calling us into something or out of something. Maybe God is calling you to a new role, to a new job, to a new, a new assignment. Or maybe God is calling you out from that. Maybe God is calling you to, to go into uh, a, relation, um, a relationship, not just for the sake of relationship, but like marriage. Maybe marriage. Maybe God is calling you to that. Or maybe God is also calling you out of a specific relationship because that is not pleasing to Him. Maybe for our church, for our church, um, it's this being 
this building being demolished to be renovated is a clear sign that God is calling us, or a clear word from God that God is calling us out from this place, right? And look for a new location. So there's a calling. God is calling us into or out of something. But at the same time, God also has, has a promise for us. And His promise is to bless us, to be a blessing to others, and have that privilege of knowing Him. But from this call, from this to this promise, is a gap. There's a gap. And the, the, the thing that connects these two things is faith. Faith is actually the one that connects the call to the promise. And faith is having that confidence in God's word, being assured of, of His word. But faith is not just a state of being. It's not just a state of mind. It's not just about us confessing our faith, our belief, our confidence in God's word. But faith can actually be expressed or faith should be expressed through actions. So faith is expressed through actions. And for Abraham, this is how he expressed his faith. Abraham expresses faith first by leaving the past behind. Remember, he left Ur to go to the promised land, to go to Canaan. And Ur is not just a city. It's not just a place to be. It's not just a center of economics or politics, but it also symbolizes the past. So when we say they left or it means that they are also leaving the past behind, um, leaving the old, old lifestyle, old belief, old connections, old way of thinking, the false God leaving behind the false gods, things or people that they place their faith into and leaving the leaving or turn away from sin leaving her behind means leaving the past so for us if we have or we we believe that god is calling us into or out of something and believe that god has a promise for each one of us we need to um, express our faith through action by leaving the past behind so for us right now are there things that God is calling us to leave behind? Are there maybe maybe there are thoughts or thought patterns that God wants us to leave behind? Maybe there are past connections, past relationships that God wants us to leave behind because God is calling us out of something or into something and because God wants to bless us. The second thing or way that God that Abraham expressed his faith is by persevering through the present challenges. By persevering through present challenges. Abraham, before he left Or, his brother died. And along the way, when they reached Haran, his father died. And then after that, when they continued the journey, when they journeyed to the promised land, they experienced severe famine. And that's where um, he, he lied to, the, to, the, to Pharaoh in Egypt, right? So he lied. And then he also experienced relational conflicts between, um, between his servant and Lot's servant. And then Lot got captured. Got captured. And then 
after that, he, Abraham also um, experienced barrenness and waiting for that promise, Isaac. So these are the challenges that he, he, he faced when he, um, when he went through that journey. And it's also the same thing with us. We, we also experience all of these things. Right? We also experience death, death, relatives, friends, or family. family. Then we also, sometimes we also experience severe famine in terms of lack of finances, right? all of those things. So we also experience this. And the reason why is because we have an enemy that always try to kill, steal, and destroy. That's why we need to persevere. When Abraham went through these challenges, he stumbled several times. But perseverance doesn't mean you will not fail. Perseverance doesn't mean you will not doubt. But perseverance means that even if, I, if, even if I'll stumble and fall, I will get up again and continue. Perseverance is about movement. Perseverance is about moving forward. And um, no matter what kind of condition or where you are right now, whether you are crawling because of your situation, perseverance is that you need to move from one place, from this place to this place. It doesn't matter if the steps are small, but, but what is important is that you move, that we move forward. No matter what, what stature or what position we are, right? maybe there's really a lot of things happening and you feel like you're already crawling out from that situation. But it doesn't matter if you're crawling out of the situation. The important thing is that we move from one place to another. Doesn't matter if it is slow, but what is important is for us to move. That is, that is what perseverance means. And for Abraham, he did that. He uh, leave or he left the past behind. He per persevered through present challenges. And the last is that he prepared for the future. Abraham prepared for the future. When Abraham left, God commanded him to leave his, his kindred. So it means that doesn't have anyone with, with him, aside from his immediate um, family. And then when he reached the promised land, he saw the land and he saw that there's Canaanites inside. So when he reached the land, he passed by, he passed through, and then saw that there were Canaanites already. So Abraham understood that if um, understood that for him to be able to conquer that land, there will be a fight. There will be warfare. He needs to fight against these Canaanites. And that's why when you fast forward, when you look at Genesis chapter 14, when Lot was captured, he already had 318 trained men with, with him. He and ready to fight and to defend because Abraham is not just a man of faith, but he is also a man of wisdom and prudence. Yeah, so 
it's also the same thing for us. God is calling us out or into something because He has a promise, but it will not just fall into our laps, that promise. There will always be a battle because um, the enemy will not take it sitting down. That's why we also need to prepare for it. And for us here in this church, I, when we talk about battle, first thing that, right now, the first thing that comes into my mind is the Top Gun. Because they were, before they go to war, they, before they go to battle, they go to a classroom, like a classroom, and they will strategize and they will try to run everything. And for us, this is, this is that place. And the weapons that we are using is the weapons of prayer and word. But for us, our training camp, uh, where we train, is actually in our connect groups, in our small groups. That is where we can actually practice everything that we hear and learn from here. So I encourage you to, to join. If you don't have a, a connect group yet, I encourage you to join one. And let's also train, get equipped. And we also want to um, invite you um, to attend our prayer meetings. Yeah. Now, as I conclude, again, as I conclude, God has a calling for each one of us uh, individually and as a church. And that voice that has, um, usually comes in a still, small voice. God is calling us into something and out of something. And as God calls us, remember that God wants to bless us. He wants to bless us. He wants to give us an opportunity to be a blessing. But the greatest of all is that God is also giving us the privilege of knowing Him. So, um, as I end, I just want to pray for some people. I just feel like God wants to minister to some of us here. And maybe you are here right now and um, you know that God is calling you um, into something. But you are somehow or out, of, out from something or up to something. But you, but you are having a hard time uh, you are having a hard time there's a struggle and if that's you with eyes with eyes all closed and heads bowed down i just want you to i just want you to raise your hand if that's you if you know that god is calling you into something or out from something yeah just want to pray for you see that hand. Thank you. Lord, we just want to thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, that um, thank you, God, for your word. God, and thank you, Lord, that your word will not will not return empty and um, will not return empty and void, God, but will accomplish the very reason for which it was sent. God, we thank you that your word penetrates, God, in each and every person's heart. 
you see the people who raise their hands and God you know what they are going through you know God their struggles you know God the things God um, the things that are running in their minds God their situations right now and Lord I just pray God like that like Abraham Lord I just pray God for faith God to arise God in their hearts even right now God that they will believe God that and trust God that you have something greater God from what they already have right now God that you want God to bless them you want to give them the opportunity to be a blessing to others and that you are giving them the privilege God of knowing you so Lord I just pray for faith to arise and for your grace to enable them God to leave the things that needs to be left behind God and to per be able to persevere whatever present challenges that they are experiencing right now and be able to plan God the future Lord we thank you we thank you God for the privilege God of knowing you and having a relationship with you thank you Lord in Jesus name pray amen and amen thank you for listening we pray this message spoke to you and built your faith for more messages like this, visit our website at everynationtaipei.com. You can also send a prayer request and reach out to us anytime. God bless you. Till next time.